This is Thomas with 3-7 Ventures. I want to invite you to the fight, the fight against human trafficking. Join this fight alongside our friends at Fight Coffee, an organization that puts 100% of its profits into stopping the traffic of human beings. Join the fight by joining them. Order your coffee from Fight Coffee. Go to fightcoffee.org now. Welcome to the 3-7 Podcast, brought to you by 3-7 Consulting. This is a show where you'll hear conversations about business, strategic alliance and partnership management, leadership growth, and more. Specifically, you'll get three takeaways from our three hosts every seven days. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the 3-7 People Leadership Podcast, where being a frontline manager is honorable and mastering your craft is a call of duty. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about purpose-driven leadership, and why it should be the foundation for any company, any team, and for you as an individual. If you find the discussion valuable today, remember to subscribe, connect with us on LinkedIn, we'll be talking about what it means to get better every week, and remember to spread the word. My name is Eric Loper, I'm an entrepreneur, executive, and investor, and I'm excited to share with you some of the things that have helped me be successful over the years. With me today is my co-host, Chris Carlson. Chris, do you want to take a second to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, as Eric mentioned, my name is Chris Carlson. And like Eric, I am a passionate people leader. I'm an executive in this, this organization. And I'm just excited about connecting people's purpose to business excellence. And this is the perfect topic and the perfect way to kick off this podcast. So purpose-driven leadership. Uh, I can almost see this coming through as a HTML formatted email. Here's what we're going to be about next and the, the eye rolling that might come with that. Yeah, it was interesting, Eric. I, when we decided we wanted to talk about the subject, I was doing some research because you and I both have been hearing so much about businesses with purpose for so long. And yet sometimes it just turns into posters on the wall in the lobby. Uh, and so I was interested to find that only 27%, so roughly a quarter of people, can even name a purpose-driven brand. So if, when you're living in a world where everyone's talking about being purpose-driven, to find out that a consumer can only name a purpose-driven brand a quarter of the time was pretty surprising. Wow. And then when I started looking at, okay, well, does it matter? I found that 85% of businesses that call themselves purpose-driven are showing year-over-year -year growth. But... More shockingly, that 42% of businesses that don't had year-over-year -year declines in profitability. So it's, it's almost as if, when you're saying that, it's almost as if the ambition to be purpose-driven is enough. Even if you're not purpose-driven, just the ambition. Uh, if, you're, if you don't have that ambition, then you're, you've got a real challenge. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, one of the things we want to talk about today is what can you do when you are not the guy in the leadership seat? You're not the guy making the decision about purpose for your business. And so it's good to know that just the ambition or the intent of being purpose-driven makes an impact. Right. So does that mean then you can have a purpose-driven team, even if you don't have a purpose-driven company? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not to say that the purpose of your business doesn't matter, but you absolutely can have a purpose-driven team, purpose-driven people, purpose-driven individuals in any context. So let's talk for a minute about what that looks like. As leaders, great leaders are good at bringing simplicity, simplicity of vision, you know, simplicity, I think in this case, simplicity of purpose 
Uh, are there are there times or examples where you feel like you've seen that ability where leaders have been able to come and take, you know, maybe something that's mundane and then bring purpose to that? Yeah, I mean, I believe that when people are driven by purpose, it's just contagious. Whether it shows up in everything they do, whether they're stating a well-crafted media statement about what their purpose is, or whether they're just coming from a place of passion about what they do and why they do it, it becomes evident in the way they work and the way you interact with them. Yeah, to me, this is this is that person who can take the most mundane task, you know, can take something like delivering packages and and then bring that back, bring everything that really what that represents, right? Some person somewhere is you know, sitting there waiting for their medication. And, you know, if it doesn't get there in 24 hours, you know, that's a major life event. And so you bringing that package, you're bringing all of that significance is not just a box. This is, you know, whether or not somebody feels like, you know, their body is healthy. To me, it's like those leaders that can, can get to that level with their teams where they can take something that if you look at it on the surface might look like is insignificant and then bring with it the understanding and the empathy of what that actually means for the end customer. So I heard a, a new statistic came out. Uh, so this is a 2019 statistic. And it was interesting to me because it just really highlighted that sometimes frontline managers, we forget that we're in the, the people business. This was a follow-up to a study that was done in 1942. You know, the, the point about this was what is it that drives people in military service to put themselves in harm's way? And I'm not speaking as an expert. I, I haven't been in the military. You know, I had a bunch of family members that, that were. But in just trying to relate to that, this seemed to really resonate with me. And the idea there was that the number one thing for them was about being in the place where they were focused on protecting and serving their fellow service members. So their primary purpose was actually not being in the place that they were wanting to actually, how do I go and win the war? Primary purpose was I need to protect and serve the people around me. Mm -hmm. When we can be united behind a common purpose, we develop a, a brotherhood, if you will, that has its per its own purpose in itself. Right. Here, so here's the quote. I hold it to be the simplest truths of war that the thing which enables an infantry soldier to keep going with his weapons is the near presence or presumed presence of a comrade. He is sustained by his fellows primary and by his weapons secondary. Yeah, that's powerful. And so I just, man, I think as people leaders, it's so easy for us to think about the objective. And in that case, you could actually argue that people might think about it differently, right? Like my primary thing in a battle is going to be about self-preservation. And, you know, my primary need is going to be, I have this firearm or this, or this gun, uh, instead of thinking about it at a deeper level of, man, in the hardest times, people need that purpose in order to sustain. Right. Look, Simon Sinek bottled this up really well when, when he wrote his book, start with why, because the essence of purpose is the why. Why are we here? What are we doing? And understanding that and being able to paint a picture of it in your head to be able to define what your why is allows it to permeate into everything you do.
You know, I had an interesting quote that I wrote down here from Aristotle, and he said, the soul, the soul never thinks without a picture. And so that exercise of understanding what your purpose is and what that looks like to achieve that purpose then allows that you to show up everywhere and in all circumstances driving towards that purpose. Wow. It's pretty convicting uh, in terms of how many times do we as people leaders ask someone to do something without giving them the purpose. And, and maybe in that, they're going to take that specific action. You know, hey, I'm asking you to, to do this automatically, right? I'm asking right. your hand, I want you to pick up the, the cup. But if you believe that, if you believe Aristotle's quote, if you believe that it takes understanding the why and understanding the purpose for any sort of incremental effort, then how often do we fall short not giving people that purpose and the conviction that's going to equip them when there's tenacity? Right. So, but I mean, are we saying here that everything has to be so deep that we can't give a simple instruction without tying it to some greater purpose? I look, I, I don't think that it, that every single time you go to program something, you're like, Hey, you know, Hey, can you run this report for me? And then, you know, let me explain to you why numbers drive business. <laughs> but I do think that unless people have a general sense that when they show up, that the things that they do are having an impact, unless they, in their, their, their theme for the day is having an understanding or connection to that. I do think that that over time you get less incremental effort. And so to me, it's about, it's almost the theme, right? They need to have that connection to the theme and that level of understanding of, you know, hey, there is something that's here that's deeper. Right. Yeah, because purpose is not so granular that you apply it at every task. It's something that's overarching across what you do as a business and what you do as an individual. And it flows down into everything. It's not so tactical that it needs to be discussed with every task. Everyone needs to understand how what they're doing plays into the bigger picture. Right. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I was conducting informational. It was uh, an informational that somebody you know had basically already said that they weren't weren't interested. And we were just talking about it through seven. Here's what we're doing. We're focused on being purpose driven. Here's what that means for our customers. Here's what that means for our employees. And then we started to talk about what we were trying to do in terms of being thoughtful about giving and giving back and making a change in the industry. And that individual just connected with the, the purpose. And so the, it, the work actually wasn't the determinant. It was, I connect with this purpose. So I wasn't interested, but now I am natural course of the conversation. So what does it look like then, Chris, for, for, uh, Hey, maybe I'm in an organization. Uh, maybe my organization has a purpose. Maybe it's not good. And so how, how as an individual or a manager, have you seen people have to go through that process of responding, being in that place where maybe there is an alignment? Well, in the book, Culture Trumps Everything by Dr. Gustavo, he talks about how there are microcultures within a culture. And so your culture doesn't need to be, your purpose doesn't need to be exactly your business's purpose, but it needs to fit within. And so there's times where there's going to be a direct conflict. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed that we should be talking more about. But if the culture of the business is bland or overarching, you know, if your executive suite is saying that the purpose of our business is to drive bottom dollars, bottom line revenue, 
then that's not necessarily going to be a conflicting culture, depending on what your business does or a conflicting purpose. However, if the purpose of the business doesn't align with your values as a person, that's a different problem. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Does, do your family, do they talk about, do you have like family stories where this is sort of, you know, handed down knowledge and wisdom? Yeah, we have family stories like all, but I would say that we, we stay on the shallow end of the purpose conversations. So I, I, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought about the fact that, that I think both sides of my family, there was this sort of sentiment of, I'm going to hand down wisdom and tell you a story. And we had this family story that, that my, especially my grandma used to love to tell about my grandpa being in this position. And he basically came to the belief and understanding that the work that he was doing every, every day, the purpose of that business wasn't aligned with his values. And it got to the point where he felt like, okay, the, I am doing harm. And so it was an interesting story because it was, you know, this moment of, you know, grandpa having to make the decision to say, hey, I'm going to pull the plug on this. I don't actually know how I'm going to support my family. I'm going to have to be scrappy. I can't remember the timing. I, if like he had to do like door-to-door sales for a while or something, but it was something like that, that I think sometimes, I think if you get to that place where you feel like you're doing harm, that may be a different position than just, man, these guys are very focused on being bottom line centered and I can still find purpose even in an environment like that. Right. And, you know, that's an incredible story because it showed the courage that he had. But to some extent, I wonder, we should all be so lucky to work in a business that forces us to make a decision about our moral convictions. I feel like the challenge that most people find themselves in is they're in a business that just isn't life-giving. But I think that that's where, man, that's where we really need good leaders. Yeah. I think that's where this 3-7 tribe uh, needs to come into play because the, the difference that a manager can make in shaping the role of an individual is so amazing. And so being in that place where, you know, maybe you can't control everything, but being in that place where you can make it 80% better is something we probably all need to have the deep conviction and feeling of responsibility and accountability on. One of the incredible things is when you have purpose, when you have something that you're all about, that you can connect to what you're doing in the workplace, it almost doesn't matter what that thing is. It drives job satisfaction, it drives engagement, and it drives improved performance. So maybe that's a good segue for us to just kind of think about what the what the key applications are. Um, why don't we do key takeaways? We can start here with your top list, and then I've got a couple of mine, and then we will wrap this up for today. So for me, a key takeaway is congruence. It's this idea that the purpose of your business and your personal purpose, what wakes you up, what gets you excited every day, cannot contradict one another. Mm. Then there's this other idea of accepting change, which is you don't need to plot the course of the rest of your life and your purpose today. You can be intentional about having purpose, about understanding what drives you, how to motivate and compel your employees, what your business purpose is. But you can get started immediately headed down that road just by having intent. Well, I think mine is that, and we didn't talk to, to all of this, but this was sort of my reflection as we're heading down this path from a conversation perspective, is that you know, you're, you have to acknowledge that you know, your purpose may change, 
you could head down the path and, you know, maybe as you get more insight, your purpose changes, but that purpose is not just the fleeting passion, right? We were talking about, you know, that notion of, you know, how does this become a theme in your life and how does this become something for your employees that everybody's able to refer to, you know? And so it's not just, I am finding purpose in asking you to do this report because reports are good because if you measure something that it's going to drive people to change in behavior, right? It's, here is, you know, here is, and this is why as we go back to getting to that place where in, I think, a future podcast, we might talk about, you know, what does it mean to write your own life statement to know yourself uh, that you really start to get anchored on? This is a, this is a key theme. This is a key area that I'm going to find significance or we as a team are going to find significance, not just the mission statement that we all chose to write today that nobody is going to remember in the morning. Yeah. You, you're talking about the concept of authenticity, which is something we're going to come back to a lot in this podcast, because you can't just create a formula and go apply it, especially with something like purpose. It's only effective when it's real. Well, with that, um, we'll go ahead and wrap for today. Uh, if you hear something that speaks to you, we're here to help. If you're a frontline manager with challenges in, in terms of thinking about your organization or your team members, uh, know that that's an area where we're happy to come in and help do workshops or participate in your next team meeting. Uh, we do offer individual coaching. And then just remember to connect with us and share on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the 3-7 Podcast brought to you by 3-7 Consulting. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And we'd love to connect. Give us a follow on LinkedIn and learn more about what we do at 37consulting.com. That's the number three, S-E-V-E-N consulting.com. We'll see you next time.